You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, alongside Peter Alves, as always. Peter, how are we doing today? How are we doing? It's a, it's a fun week. I'm in a happy mood. Happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. Week. I want to have a gripe with the NFL. Week 7 in the NFL absolutely sucked. You didn't like Week 7 in the no, NFL? All, all the games are terrible. No uh, one-score game, except the Falcons and uh, Dolphins game. Dolphins, yeah. No game was close. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair. Um, that's fair. But going into the week, I felt like some of the games we're going to break down uh, would be closer than they actually were. For example, the Bengals-Ravens, that's a divisional game. Uh, usually those games are close. Titans-Chiefs, I think we both expected it to be close. And then you look at other games, the Colts-Niners, that was a one-score game for a while. Uh, but the rain kind of really ruined that game. Like th- It was just a mess. Uh, the um, New Orleans... Seattle game was one score, but that was a 13-10 game. It was yeah, a, and the weather in the Gino fourth Smith quarter, show. that ruined it too. Yeah, so I know I know what you're saying. It wasn't anything too, too exciting. Even the Thursday night game, uh, it was Case Keenum leading the Browns. It wasn't even Baker Mayfield, so it kind of took the shine away from that. But this week, the slate looks a little bit better. Now, I guess we'll see how it all shakes out. But I just, from looking at it, I feel like we'll have some closer games. I think there's a lot of big games this week. Uh, some teams are in must-win situations, so... Should be good. So, Peter, let's recap last week. I went three and two. Uh, my only losses were the Ravens minus six and a half over the Bengals. The Bengals uh, annihilated the Ravens, which we'll soon talk about. I was wrong about that one. And then I had the Texans plus 17 and a half over the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals did end up covering on that one. And then my wins were Seattle plus five. Uh, Seattle only lost by three, so that was a W. I had the Titans plus five and a half over the Chiefs, and the Titans wiped the floor with the Chiefs. And then I had the Colts plus four over the 49ers and the Colts won the game outright. So I felt like it was pretty solid, Peter. I think we did a good week. Yeah, I also won three and two. I lost on the Chiefs minus five and a half, as you said, because the Chiefs didn't show up. And the Falcons minus two and a half. If you bet that later in the week, it went down to minus one and a half and you would have won, but that's fine. And then we won on the Packers minus eight. They destroyed the Washington football team. I think Ron Rivera is going to get fired. But that's another story for another day. Cardinals minus 17 and a half. Wax the Texans and the Pats minus six and a half. They made Mike White uh, look like stupid. And what kind of name is Mike White? That's so fake. I know it's so funny. Exactly. I was talking about it with somebody. They're like Mike White. Mike White is the name you give uh, if if you're getting in trouble with something. What's your name? Mike White. That's the (laughs) my uh, like create like Madden player. That's like the generic name they give you before you change it to whatever exactly. Mike White's been in the NFL a couple years now. He's just been a journeyman backup. He he did throw his first career touchdown pass. I don't mean to interrupt your little segment, but that's why I talked about how it was imperative for the Jets to actually get a veteran backup quarterback to start off the season, aka uh, Brian Hoyer, aka whoever you want to name. Um, and they just traded for Joe Flacco a couple days ago. So, which doesn't uh, make sense either because just re sign him last year. Yeah, no? that's what I'm saying. You should, yeah, I agree. No, I agree. But yeah, that's my tangent on the Jets. Yep. Jets are a dumpster fire as usual. So we combined. Peter's good. Six and four. Uh, let's see if we can do better this week. But I think we did pretty well. I think we did yeah, pretty for well. sure. All right. Let's start breaking down some games this past week. Let's start off with the Ch- Titans Chiefs. So you've been down about the Chiefs for a long, long time. 
And going into this game, I felt like it would be a very difficult game for the Chiefs. Titans were playing at home. They play well at home. Uh, They were coming off a great win against the Buffalo Bills. And it felt like Ryan Tannehill was starting to get hot. And since Tannehill's been in Tennessee, uh, for the overwhelmingly majority part of it, he's played really well. Earlier in the year, he wasn't playing good. Uh, He was getting sacked a ton. Uh, But the Titans' offensive line has played better. And I felt they would build off that success and they would take advantage of a weak Chiefs defense. And that's what they did. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he had his best game of the season. He was 21 of 27, 270 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He was only sacked once. Uh, Derrick Henry, he had 29 carries for 86 yards, uh, no touchdowns. Uh, But A.J. Brown, he had a great game. Eight catches, 133 yards, and one touchdown. And the Titans coasted to a 27-3 victory. Patrick Mahomes, uh, he struggled again. 20-35, 206 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Peter, would you like to guess his QBR out of a scale of 1 through 100? 100 being the best, 1 being the worst. Probably like 20, 25. 6.0. 6.0 6.0 QBR. That has to be the worst of his career. And he left the game from a head injury, but uh, all reports suggest that he passed concussion protocol and they just held him out because they were getting killed. Uh, wasn't good at all. They weren't able to run the ball at all. Patrick Mahomes was the Chiefs leading rusher with 35 yards. And Tyreek Hill was mostly kept in check. Six catches, 49 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, his longest play was only 17 yards. And I felt like the, the Chiefs in 2021 stopping them pretty much has to do with stopping Tyreek Hill. If you can limit Tyreek Hill and let Travis Kelsey do whatever the hell he wants, I think that's the success to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. Do you know who the uh, turnover leader is for the quarterbacks this year? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. It's actually really crazy. I don't know what's happening to that team. I don't know if it's a coaching problem. I don't know if it's a personnel problem, but Patrick Mahomes looks lost, and he Throws interception in the red zone. You don't see that every day. The defense obviously looks terrible. The O-line's breaking down. He's Patrick Mahomes is, again, running for his life. Yep. I think the Chiefs are in real trouble. They're facing the Giants. They should win, but like they should have won versus the Titans. They should have won last, uh, two weeks ago, too. I mean, they're coming into a buttsaw. They have to face the Packers, Bills. Like, yeah. It doesn't get easier. No, you're right. So, I think so. the Chiefs played this Monday night against the Giants at home. I think it's a must-win game for the Chiefs because their schedule after this, it gets difficult. Uh, they go to go to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Then they're home against the Cowboys. Uh, and then they play Green Bay. Actually, I'm sorry. I got that totally wrong. They, are, they play the Giants this week, like I said. Then they're at home against Green Bay, at Vegas to take on the Raiders, home against the Cowboys. So you could easily see a scenario which their season officially goes down the drain in the next four weeks. It's crazy. So to, it's crazy. It is crazy. To me, anyway, if you look at the advanced metrics, everyone, uh, all those metrics suggest the Chiefs' offense is still um, playing some good football in terms of scoring drives, least amount of punts, that sort of thing. I think the issue with them has been turnovers in the offensive line. Orlando Brown, uh, the tackle they got from the Baltimore Ravens, he's been really bad. The Chiefs have a new makeshift offensive line in 2021, and it has not panned out at all. Uh, the only person playing well in that Chiefs offensive line is Joe Tooney. Other than that, it's been a complete mess. In the defense, like we always talk about every week, they have been really bad. The secondary chief among it. So you look at this Chiefs team, I don't know. I, I still think they can rally. I still think they can be a playoff team. Uh, but the division, tell you what, if these next couple weeks don't go in the right direction for the Chiefs, I think they're in a lot of trouble. I don't think Mahomes is healthy. I don't think his foot 
is recovered. And I don't, and I, that, that's what I think ultimately it is. It's a combination of different things. I think defenses are now understanding how to defend this Chiefs offense. I think Mahomes is ditching the pocket too much. And I think he's hurt. The Chiefs defense is bad. The Chiefs offensive line is bad. And I think all this equals the Chiefs struggling. Did you see, all right, three things. Did you see the comparison versus uh, Mahomes and uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson? The start of his uh, career. It's actually pretty funny. Oh, yeah, I see because they're so a backup, I, I didn't know what you're and saying, but it was the first year, and that was a wash, obviously. And then the second year, they won a Super Bowl. The third year, they both lost. And the fourth mm-hmm. year, they both started three and four. It's interesting. Now, at the time when you talk about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, I remember everyone talking about the Seahawks were the next dynasty in the NFL until Super Bowl 49 happened and the Malcolm Butler interception, and everything completely changed after that. It's It seems like that franchise. Well, every franchise, really it, it always happens like that. I mean, like when you give the quarterback, a, your second uh, contract and it's not on a rookie deal. It's kind of hard to move. To yeah. The cap. Yeah. It, it could be that I, I don't totally rule that out. I just think ultimately like the chiefs personnel and defense isn't good. The offensive line wasn't built really correctly. They mostly did it through free agency trades and trying to bring in some older veterans. And like I said, Mahomes isn't healthy. And I think the chiefs, when they start off slow, I think they're trying to do too much to come back and it's they're forcing turnovers and it's not been good. I know Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out. So that affects the running game, but this chiefs team, look, they're not good right now. It's as simple as that. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I still do. I think Mahomes is too good and I still think they figure it out, but man, if they, let's say they win against the giants, but then they go one and two in that stretch over that three games, I still think you're in trouble. Because you have to deal with the Chargers and the Raiders, who both have better records and both are playing better football. So you're, I, you're lucky though that the Chiefs aren't in the NFC because I think the AFC is soft. So they're going to. Oh, sneak I agree. In, I don't they're think they're going to sneak into the seventh favorite. spot or the sixth spot. So yeah, yeah. There is no clear-cut favorite in the AFC in my. I opinion. wish the Chiefs uh, their Super Bowl odds. I I wish they got like knocked down. They're still way too high. What are they plus fourteen hundred? Right? Yeah, plus they're 1200? plus yeah fourteen hundred. They're still way too high. I want yeah. them to bet like twenty five hundred. That that's so if they bet. lose Sunday, if they lose Monday, then I think you'll see that complete drop for sure. Not good for them. Not good at all. And if you said that Derrick Henry would have more passing yard, uh, passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes this week, you would uh go crazy. Yeah, who would ever thought that? All right, moving on. Bengals Ravens. So this was a game I liked the Ravens, um, and I don't want to say I wasn't a believer in the Bengals, but. I felt like the Bengals were a little fraudulent, and I thought the Ravens were the best team in the AFC. I was wrong. Uh, the Bengals came out firing. They won 41-17. to 17. Uh, Joe Burrow, he's awesome. 28 of 38, 416 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he was great here. And Jamar Chase, the rookie phenom, continues. Eight receptions, 201 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, he's been awesome. He's averaging 25 yards to catch in that game. Uh he had an 82-yard touchdown. He had 10 targets. It, it's absurd. It's Jamar true. Jackson, rookie, rookie of the year for sure. Yeah, he was, yeah Jamar Chase for sure. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he didn't have his best game. 15-31, 257 yards, one touchdown. And the Ravens, the run game continued to struggle. Uh, Lamar Jackson, if you take him out of the equation, uh, they only had 27 yards rushing between Devonta Freeman, Tyson Williams, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, they, they struggled running the football. And you, you look at the Ravens, and the defense kind of unraveled a little bit. And I know the Ravens have won this season against great competition, but 
They kind of folded against the Bengals. Now, Peter, who do you think wins the AFC North? Bengals. Ooh, you, st- you think the Bengals, huh? Yeah, it's going to be the Ravens or the Bengals. It's not going to be the Browns. Sorry, TJ. But I-, I think that the Bengals showing that Joe Burrow is for real. And if it wasn't for the stupid kick in the Green Bay game, they would have been 6-1. Yeah. And I know you hate Zach Taylor, but I think he's going to win Coach of the Year. Oh, please. He's no, he's, he will win Coach of the Year. If they win the first seed or second seed, they will win Coach of the Year. I still think I know Ravens it's more on Joe Burrow and that whole team around him, Jamar Chase and yeah. Joe I still think trap, the but. I yeah I still think the Ravens win the AFC North, uh, but Joe Burrow has been awesome. So his first games, his first seven games of 2020, he was one five and one, nine touchdowns, five interceptions, a completion percentage of 66.55, a quarterback rating uh, 89.4, and he averaged 6.9 yards a throw. Uh, his first seven games of 2021. He's five and two, 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions, a 68.9 completion percentage, quarterback rating of 108.9, and he's averaging 9.2 yards per throw. Uh, he's been great. Now, last year, I still saw the flashes, and I thought he played some good football, but this year he's been awesome. And the offensive line has protected him for the most part, especially in the last couple games. Uh, this Bengals team, I think they're for real. I still ultimately like the Ravens to win that division, but – it's tough to really crap on the Bengals right now. They play the Jets this week, so you're looking at a win there, and they're 6-2 and two, almost halfway through the season. Now, things can unravel at any moment, but it, as of right now, it looks like Jamar Chase was certainly the right pick. I know I was a little skeptical. Not anything wrong with Jamar Chase, but I just felt like the needed offensive line should have taken more of a precedent than it did. Like, I would have picked uh, Penny Sewell. Now, but it all right works now, out. It, October 28th, 2021, after seven games here. And someone else brought this up to me. The connection Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had in college, they have comp- like they didn't need to work on chemistry. They already had that from week one. They were ready to go. Yeah, you and see it when he's like mic'd up. Like they yeah. just talk like it's... Yeah, like a, and like yeah. when you go into a new offense, right, and you have a new quarterback, you need to learn different tendencies, uh, what the quarterback likes, what the receiver likes. Like it's a whole new, uh, a whole new slew of things when it comes to Burrow and Jamar chase, they know each like they know it all already. And I think that gave them a leg up, especially yeah, if he's in, in trouble. Chase I'm telling you, he just throws it up to chase. And he's like, yeah, I know you'll go get it. So exactly. And the Bengals, they look good. Uh, I can't really crap on them at the moment. Zach Taylor. I will not criticize him right now. I think his game plan was, Perfectly executed. I think they clearly wanted to take away the Ravens' run game, and they did that defensively. And I felt like they wanted to work the Ravens' secondary, and they did that. They saw the mismatches with Jamar Chase. Uh, they saw they could get their tight ends open in some space, and they took advantage of it. And they put up a lot of points. In the second half, they outscored the Ravens 28-7. to Like, this game was close at, at halftime. I mean, I think it was – I think the Bengals were up 13-10, but, I mean, it was, it was still close. But the Ravens just completely shit the bed in the second half, and the Bengals just coasted to a victory. Bengals are for real for now. It's crazy. What a year. I mean, the number one seed in the AFC if the season ended today would be the Bengals, and the number one seed in the NFC would be the Cardinals. Now, I don't think it's going to end that way, but two teams that it wasn't too long ago, they were the dumpster fire in the NFL. The Josh Rosen-led Arizona Cardinals and the uh, – End of the Andy Dalton era, Cincinnati Bengals. So it's true how the table has turned. And yeah, and see what happens when you have a young quarterback 
in his rookie deal. Like, I think that makes a, a real difference. I know you talked about the Chiefs with Mahomes and stuff and uh, Russell Wilson with Seattle. Like, you, you see... That's why Lamar and, Jackson needs to win, like, now. Exactly. And I think the same thing with Baker Mayfield and the Browns. But, yeah, I think Baker Mayfield's toast. <laughs> I think his market's dead, too. So not, going look, back to the Case Keenum thing, if they can win with Case Keenum, they, uh, it will show that, like, they don't need Baker Mayfield. It's not I think about Mayfield, him. I think Baker's going to play this week. I think he's playing because I think he understands... Like he has I think to. he understands that aspect. All right, let's just talk about some quick NFL topics here. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson. So we had Matt Cooney on before. Shout out, Matt. Uh, we love you, Matt. Love you, Matt. So Matt talked about Deshaun Watson in terms of him being a possibility for the Miami Dolphins. It's been talked about for a long time. And this past 10 days or so, it's really felt like the talks have ramped up. But today, I don't really know what to make of the news that we received. Um, so yesterday, I believe it was Ian Rappaport uh, reported that owner of the Carolina Panthers, uh, David Tepper, um, is reportedly not expected to pursue Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson at this time. The quarterback has only waived his no trade clause for the Dolphins. So I saw this Wednesday morning and my, th- my thought was, looks like Watson doesn't want to go to Carolina. And that's kind of what shut that deal down. So I felt like it was Miami or bust which it seems like it is at the moment. So then Josina Anderson, uh, she re- released a tweet. So Josina Anderson is now uh, with CBS Sports. Uh, she tweeted, uh, while Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has only waived his no trade clause thus far to the Dolphins, which is true, she reported, as, long as, Ian Ra- uh, as well as Ian Rappaport. She's also told that Miami's offer still does not meet the threshold to get a deal done. The price will not bend for Miami or any other team. So Josina's tweet, I think uh, to me, that's from the Texans perspective. They don't like what Miami offered. And I think that's what they're saying. I don't care. I think, You're just going to be put on the exempt list. Like, and I and that's get whatever thing. you can get. Like, No, I wouldn't trade them. I really wouldn't. Cause I felt like you should wait to see how the legal situation. No, because I out. think that, listen, if he was active this whole time, I think that, Watson and the Texans are doing them a solid of enacting them yeah, every time so the right. NFL doesn't have to act on it. Because if he was starting, I think it would be on the exemplist for eight weeks now. Yeah, there, there's no way. I'll tell you what, if he gets traded tomorrow to the Miami Dolphins or to whoever, I, there's no way I can see Roger Goodell in the NFL letting them play, especially with the Washington Or does Roger Goodell like, be like, listen, like you're, he's not going to play? Like Just watch out for well, that? Or he can't. He can say, look, you can make this deal fine. Like we're going to prove it and all that fun stuff, but he's going on the exempt list for the rest of the season. We're just letting you know that. And then we're probably going to suspend him 10 games next year. We're just letting you know, does that change Miami's perspective on it? I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, let's say, let's say Houston wants four first round picks, right? Four and Tua. four first rounds and Tua. Now, if Watson can't play this year and he doesn't play the first 10 games next year, you're almost losing two years of Deshaun Watson. And he's got three years left, I think, anyway. So I don't know how his. If I don't know if that's years, how that works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that works either. It's, I don't know, especially with the exempt list. I'm not sure if his contract years actually count. Right now, this, this year counts. I believe this year will count. As far as I know, I don't know how the rest of it will play out. But let's say he's got to miss uh, basically two years. You're going to give up four. You're going to give up four first round picks for, I don't know. I feel like that's just a lot if you're not going to get him for two years. So I think it's tough because a lot of veteran quarterbacks this summer is going to move. 
Rogers, and then you look if Miami's like, why are we going to deal with this trauma with Deshaun Watson? We have to wait till this legal stuff plays out. Or why don't we just try to take a gamble on somebody that be, could become available next off season, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Russell Wilson, well, let's say those two guys aren't interested. Maybe you could get a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. I know he hasn't looked good, but if they keep Brian Flores, he, uh, he has familiarity there. I, I think Matt Ryan's going to get released. You, you could see Matt Ryan potentially being on the table. Like, or do you stick it out with two? I mean, or do you take another stab at the draft? No, uh, speaking of Tua, listen, I'm the biggest ragger on Tua. But if I was Tua right now, I would ask the Dolphins to trade me right now. If and you I, don't believe in me and, like, I'm just sitting here and just wasting my career, yeah. and playing probably a little hurt for you, even though they're one and six or whatever it is, I, I would ask to get traded right now. He, I, I don't trust Brian Flores. I don't trust that GM. I don't trust that owner. I don't think anybody wants him around. Yeah, and Flores, he backed him up yesterday in his press conference. He said, look, like, Tua's our quarterback. But he, you know what? But he has, he has to, say, to that. say that for the locker room. Because how do you think the locker room feels? Right. If I was Tua, I'd be like, what am I doing here? Like, Exactly. Like, we're just going to keep losing, and then it's going to be my fault, quote-unquote. And Like, if you're Tua, you're sitting here, and you're like, I have to deal with these rumors every single day, along with that we keep losing. And you know what? It's not all necessarily my fault, and we're losing. This is only my second year here. Like, and you've already wanted to throw me out of town. Screw you. Right. I you agree. If I'm me two, seven I'm overall or whatever it was, like, come on. You drafted me fifth overall before yeah. Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm pissed. If I'm him, I'm, I'm pissed. Now that's, now you look at Miami and if the Watson trade doesn't happen, you need to sell Tua on my, like, Hey, like, no, like that was all fake news. Like we're still involved. We still want you in the future. Listen, I think Flores is either going to get fired or they're going to have to trade for Watson. I'm telling I think you. Flores is gone regardless at the end of the season, in my opinion. I no matter what, I think he's gone because let's say the Watson trade. Well, I don't think Watson's playing a snap in Miami in 2021 anyway. So even if he does get, let's say the trade happens tomorrow and they finish year with the, they finish off the year with Jacoby Brissett. They're going to win three games. They're going to go three and 14. Uh, I think Miami's going to move on and they're going to start a fresh page with Deshaun Watson and whoever he wants to be the next head coach. I think Flores is done. And if they keep Tua and they struggle with Tua, and they win five games with Tua being the starting quarterback, I still think Flores is gone. I think he's gone regardless. Tell you what, Peter, I'll give you another hot take. I think Flores gets canned before Matt Nagy does. And I hate to oh, say for sure. I, I, I think that's right. And I think Joe Judge will get canned before Matt Nagy does. I'll still, if I, I think if you had to measure the hot seats, I think Flores is one, Nagy's two, Judge is three. I think hey, the top hey, two we are can't, definitely hey, We can't gone. rag on Nagy as COVID. RIP. Nagy has COVID, but he's, 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 he knows he's getting fired at the end of the year. Like Nagy's done. Like he knows that, but Chicago, like, I think they've already accepted it and like they're ready. Miami. I don't, I think they're surprised that they're going to have to move on from Flores because last year, one of the other though, it's like his, it's not his fault, but like, I don't know. Yeah. The team's so bad. Yep. All right. NFL trade deadline, Peter, it's next Tuesday, uh, November, I believe it's second. Um, so this will be our last show before the trade deadline. Do you think anything crazy happens? Deshaun, all right. Do you think Deshaun Watson's traded to yeah, the next time we record? Miami, yep. Okay, I say no. I think the NFL trade deadline's overwhelmingly going to be a lot of Isn't it always moves. like that, though? It's always a lot of smoke and nothing ever happens. Yeah, I mean, there a couple years ago, like, it got some bigger moves. Like, we saw guys like Emmanuel Sanders get moved, Mohamed Sanu. Like, those were some bigger names, like, bigger names. Like, starting receiving yeah. names. I could see a scenario like that, but other than that, I don't really see anything getting too, too out of hand. 
Yeah, I don't All know. All right. Um, imagine, uh, a good thing the Dolphins has their uh, second overall. Oh, wait. No, they don't. Uh, they have the Eagles. All right. And that's yeah, Jalen Waddle. It's that that, I'm going to keep pounding the table for Philly for Deshaun Watson because they have all the ammunition to get him. And I like Jalen Hurts. I do. Listen, I, listen I do if too, they but... want their second overall pick back, just trade, trade two out of the Eagles. Listen, I, I, I like Jalen Hurts, though. All right, Peter. Let's move on to some baseball talk. So the Red Sox. Lost, unfortunately, in the ALCS to the Houston Astros. They were up in the series 2-1, but lost three consecutive games to lose in six games. Originally, you had the Red Sox to win the series in five. I had the Astros to win in six. Unfortunately, my pick was correct. Um, So, Peter, I know you probably have a lot of mixed emotions about the season, about the series. So what's your first takeaway from the 2021 Red Sox? So overall, the Red Sox overachieved obviously they were supposed to be an 82 win team they're supposed to be middle of the pack and they they're in first place until july and then they skidded all the way to the wild card game they barely made it they beat the yankees they beat the rays in four games and then they ran into the bus saw the houston astros they're up to one and i and then the bats went quiet w- real quiet i mean you got a, a great start with Vivaldi. you got a great start from sale and it just wasted those two opportunities Luis Garcia in game four. I mean, they, he screwed you over there. It should be 2-2 bottom of the ninth. But overall, the season was a huge success. But obviously, it's sad. Yeah, I mean, I felt like this Red Sox team, we finally got to see those glaring holes. Uh, and I think the, some of the bats went cold. Uh, Hunter Renfro, um, Xander Bogart. Hunter I Renfro. Think, don't even get me started, Hunter Renfro. They just Every went time. In- yeah. Double play every time, strike out. Like, oh my God. So, Peter, what's your ideal before we move on to the World Series? What is your ideal offseason look like for the Boston Red Sox? So, get a uh, re sign Erod one year, get another yep. legit pitcher. It doesn't even have to be Max Scherzer, but just somebody good. Um, re sign either Bogarts or Devers to a long term extension, re sign Schwarber and fix the bullpen because you can't have. Because I think Garrett Whitlock is going to become a starter next year. So here's the thing. Now, with Garrett Whitlock, he he did thrive out of the bullpen. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him there. I agree with you. For me, anyway, the Devers extension is first. Then you look at Schwarver extending him. But if you bring in Schwarver, is J.D. Martinez out the door? No, because he only has one year left on his player deal, and you can figure it out. You so can... where, would you, where would you play him, though? Just first base. You would keep Schwarber at first base, and then you can rotate him in the outfield. Verdugo. Yeah, I think that's probably that'd probably be the move to go. Uh, I think you can make some other minor adjustments. The bullpen, I definitely would want another arm, especially in the rotation. Chris Sale will come back in 2022 better than he was in 2021. That's obvious, uh, especially having more than six months now. Well, when the season end? October. So what? November, December, January, February, March, April. Five six months longer to heal that shoulder and elbow, so that's good. I'm trying to think what else off the top of my head. That seems it. I mean, I don't think it's anything drastic. Now, sure, they could bring in a legit starting pitcher, but like, I don't think they need to do anything crazy. You no, because I think they're set in the diamond. And yeah, yeah, I just hope that Heim Bloom doesn't be like, oh, we're the Tampa Bay Rays 2.0, so we can't spend any money. Yeah, you're the Boston Red Sox and you have unlimited money. So, yeah, well, advantage of that, please. 
I don't think Max Scherzer. Like, I don't think he. No, like I said, it doesn't have to be Max Scherzer. Like, because that's somebody that Heinblum look at and be like, this guy's in his 30s and he wants this. Like, that's a lot of money. And I I agree with him. If he didn't bring in Scherzer for that, I would be completely okay. I think that starting pitcher might have to be acquired via trade. So I guess we'll see kind of who leaks free. I think it's going to be somebody. I don't think it's going to be a, a number one legit ace. I think it's going to be somebody that. No, because you don't need an ace. You no, I think it's going to be somebody anyway. in the, yeah, somebody in the threes in terms of the ERA, somebody more like a two, three, like a second or third option. Like, I don't think it's going to be someone you're going to pair with Chris Sale. But we'll see the Red Sox. I think they're in the right direction. And as they head into the offseason, I mean, it's hard to not feel good about this team in 2022. Now, Braves and Dodgers duking it out for the 2021. I'm sorry. Braves and Astros duking it out for the 2021 World Series. Now, when you look at the Braves, right, they're up in the series. Do you think that this is just the Braves series to lose? Nah, the Braves are definitely going to lose. Charlie Martin's out for the rest of the uh, series, and that's very huge. I think the Astros are going to win six games now. So you like the Astros, huh? Yeah, I, I thought the Braves were going to win because I thought that their pitching was better than the Astros, but after Charlie Morton's injury, I think they're toast. I'm still going with the Braves here. I know the Morton loss is big, but they just feel like that team of destiny like we talked about a couple weeks ago. They play well defensively. Like I, I like the Braves here. I still think there's some question marks about the Astros' rotation and bullpen. I'm going to go Braves in seven. That's, I mean, that, that's fair. That's another second guess by the Red Sox. If you could beat the Astros, you would have faced the Braves and you would have had exactly. home field advantage in the stupid World Series. You're right. You're right. And game one of the World Series would have been rained out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Game two no. doesn't look so good either. So. No. So the, it's unfortunate for the Red Sox, but I still think you can hold your hat and say, you know what? Like, this was a good, a good season overall. All right, let's move on to the NBA. So the NBA, they started uh, last week. We had our preview show um, last week with Brandon Carr and Noah Burnt of Rough in the Basket. A lot of fun. And um, your Bulls are undefeated. Lonzo Ball and company looking real good. So I know I, I still think it's really early and doesn't mean too, too much. And Zach Levine is banged up with an injury already. But what do you think of this Bulls team? And I think you originally had him maybe seventh in the East. Yeah, I think I had six seven. I, I thought their chemistry out of the gate was going to be a little wacky, but I Me think too. I think they're uh, grooving real well. I, I don't know if it's because of the schedule, and obviously it's real early. It doesn't really matter if they're four and zero. Could spiral out of control later, but it's a pleasant surprise. And Tony Lonzo Ball is going to win a most improved player of the year, and Lavar Ball is always right. The new face of the NBA. It's love. true. His other son's three and one too, and he's balling out. So. Yeah, no, LaMelo, he's played really well this year. This Hornets team, I picked them, I think, sixth in the East. Uh, they're legit. Uh, they got better. I know they're still young, but they're so versatile in so many different positions. Uh, I like this Hornets team a lot. So while the Hornets and Bulls have played really well, and they've probably been the two best teams, especially in the Eastern Conference, the Lakers, uh, I know they've strung together some wins over the last couple of days, but they haven't looked fantastic. LeBron James is already hurt. Russell Westbrook's looked inconsistent. And the team kind of looks old to me. Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard already got into a little fight on the bench. You, uh, How do you feel about this Lakers team? I mean, they are old. Their average age is, what, like 33 or 33. something? I mean, they definitely have some load issues. They're going to be resting their stars. But I, I don't – I'm not worried about them yet because it's so early, and Russell Westbrook usually turns it on in the second half of the season. 
But they, they do look bad. If LeBron's already, like, low-key hurt again, maybe you have to worry about that, like, load management more than you were going to in the first place. But, no, nah, I mean, it's so early. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the first 10, 15 games, you don't really have a great – you don't really see um, a lot in the NBA. I think a lot of it is kind of just very early stuff. That's why I'm not reading too much into the Bulls' early start. But the Lakers – I will say it's notable that LeBron's a little banged up. Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard already kind of fighting Russell Westbrook. He had, he just had a great game against the Spurs, but he's been inconsistent. Uh, I do think this Lakers team is old. And I think we talked about it on a preview show. And I think that's going to end up being their fatal flaw. Go Warriors though. Four and all Steph Curry looks like he's the MVP. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to our picks of the week, Peter. Okay, I'll go. For, I'll start off with first here. I'm gonna go with the Steelers plus three and a half over TJ's Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield looks like he's gonna be back in action this week, but I still like the Steelers. I don't think Baker Mayfield is healthy. Uh, Nick Chubb's banged up. He looks like he's gonna give it a go. Odo Beckham, he's hurt. Uh, Kareem Hunt is out. In the Steelers team, they're coming off a bye week, and I do think they're gonna be ready to go. I'm not in love with the Steelers team overall as a whole, but I think they can play tough football and. Even if they end up losing this game by maybe two or three points the most, uh, I think I could see that scenario playing out. I, I like the Steelers team to cover, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I, I think there's a lot of flaws in this Browns team that are going to be exposed. For sure, for sure. I have the Rams minus 14 versus the Texans. I think a- any opportunity you can uh, pick on Davis Mills, it's the right opportunity. And the Rams, I think they're the best team in the NFC. And even if Tyrod Taylor plays, I think they will win comfortably. But the spread will go down if Tyrod plays. It, so Tyrod, it looks like they're going to activate him off IR. So he's going to start practicing, but it doesn't look like he's going to play this week. So um, my second pick, I'm going to go Lions plus three and a half over the Eagles. Look, I've been banging on the Lions drums for a couple times now on the show, how they're going to get that first win. It hasn't happened yet. I think it happens this week at home against the Eagles. Uh, Nick Seriani and the Eagles, they just don't look right. And I think Jalen Hurts... I don't necessarily think it's all his fault, but I think his game awareness isn't there. I also look at this Lions team, and they they do anything for the opportunity to potentially win a game. Did you see what they did against the Rams? Those fake punts, the onside kicks, they'll do absolutely anything. I don't think the Eagles are that good, and I think the Lions will get their first win under Dan Campbell this week. Lions plus three and a half. And that's why I have the Eagles minus three and a half, because oh, I think... Boo, no, because kill. you've seen it twice already. The Ravens game... It was so high, and then they let down versus the Bears. And then the Vikings' last-second field goal let down versus the Bengals. They brought out everything versus the Lions. They wanted to win. I mean, they brought out so many things versus the Rams. They wanted to win that game so bad. I think it's going to be a letdown spot versus the Eagles. And I wonder how long Dan Campbell can keep the guys being like, all right, we're going to win. We're gonna like." But I think he keeps them engaged by what every overwhelming majority of the games here. I think it's probably six of the seven. They've been really close now, and especially in the first half and third quarter, fourth quarter kind of gets a little different when the talent disparity is there. But I think Dan Campbell has his locker room believing in him and Dan Campbell is keeping guys accountable. He threw Jared Goff under the bus a couple weeks ago. Um, I like what Dan Campbell has done. Uh, Noah of Rough in the Basket said a quote to me. I'll read it to you. And I don't know if he's that far off, Peter. He said that, quote, Dan Campbell is the best 0-7 coach in NFL history. That's probably right. He would like, be a great college coach. 
He would be. He really would be. He's like Ed Orjon on steroids. Right. Uh, but I think Campbell's done pretty well. I well, the record hasn't shown, but oh, for sure. No, he people thought the Lions been. were going to get their doors blown off every game, and that hasn't been the case. They've stuck in there with almost every team they face, and I think they get the win this week. Nick Sariani and Dan Campbell are two coaches I believe are going. One's going in the right direction. One's going in the wrong direction. And I think the coach in the right direction will come out on top. I'm going to go my next pick. Bengals minus 10. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals going to New York to take on the Jets. Jets, after that ugly defeat against the Patriots. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to play really well offensively. The Jets are starting your boy Mike White at quarterback this week. Doesn't seem like a great Magic recipe Mike. for success. Uh, Robert Sala, I mean, the he has not looked great as a head coach in the first seven games. Now I don't want to blame it all on him. You can second guess that, that if, you, good. if you want, how do you, if you're a defensive coordinator of the 49ers, how do you put up 54 points? Exactly. No, you're right. But this is the, again, this is the, my overwhelming take on the jets here is you're bringing a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, rookie offensive coordinator. How, how do you think that's all going to go? Yep. Like not going to, not going to be, well, and that's exactly what's going on here. A lot of inexperience, and Salah might end up getting the axe in a couple of years. I really uh, tell you what, Peter, I wouldn't be shocked if he got fired at the end of this year. I truthfully don't think that's completely out of the no, picture. I think it's, I unli- think it's, no, I think it's so. unlikely, but I don't know, man. It's not looking good, and if it's just not looking good at all. But I, I like the Bengals here, minus 10. Burrow and Jamar Chase have been a deadly combination. Uh, that Jets defense is really bad, and expect you. I think the Bengals are going to be able to run the ball, play well on all phases, and that Bengals defense isn't that bad, and I think they're going to make Mike White look like Mike White. Magic Mike. And I, third pick, I have the Falcons minus three. It's not more on the Falcons. It's more on the Panthers. Listen, are you going to say you're wrong about the Panthers? Sam Darnold looks like oh, such a pumpkin. He's so bad. And he got bench for P.J. Walker. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm, I'll – Keep talking. I have my. I don't. I don't know. That team is a mess. Like I, I don't trust Sam Darnold. He's looking like the Jet Sam Darnold. I, I don't know. Maybe the Jets were right. We're trading him for a sixth round pick. Maybe it's really not the answer. Maybe that's why they're low key sniffing around on Watson, even though they said no. But yeah. Uh, for this game, I'm gonna go under 46. Falcons Panthers. I'll respond to your Panthers. Um, so Sam Darnold has not played well over the last four games. That's clear. And I think his decision-making has really reverted itself to New York Jets' Sam Darnold. Now, the, now the reason is, is why. Is it because Christian McCaffrey isn't there? Is it for some reason? Why, why can't Darnold get on the same page with Robbie Anderson? That's one thing that is really head-scratching to me. And is really, I don't understand. Darnold's yeah, because their time in the Jets, too. Like Yeah, like I thought they would come in and they'd really hit it off like they did with the Jets. But Darnold's looked really bad. And I think the Panthers will not make the playoffs in 2021. Um, and Darnold could be playing himself out of a job. And he really couldn't. If they, if he scores 10 points or whatever it was this week against the Falcons, it would not surprise me the least bit to see the Panthers. I don't think the Panthers are going to bench him for good. I really don't because they are paying him. like They just exercised a $17.5 million option for next season. So I don't think Matt Rule is going to pull the plug that way, but I do think he's going to he's gonna eventually be considered not part of their long-term plan. And I think that's, that's why the Deshaun Watson rumors have started up. I think they'll be right in on there with Russell Wilson. 
And I don't think Darnold will be in Carolina very long if this continues. It's been really bad for the last month for yeah, Sam Darnold. Just... And I like the under in this game, under 46. Atlanta's offense has played really well. Kyle Pitts has been explosive as all hell. But I think the Panthers' defense can limit Matt Ryan in that offense, and I don't think that Panthers' offense is really good, especially without McCaffrey. This game will be a messy, like, 20-17 to 17 game. But I'm going to take the under 46. I like it. The fourth pick, I have the Giants plus 10 over the Chiefs. It's more on the Chiefs. Chiefs, show me one time you can beat a bad team. Or even a team didn't mop the floor with them. I, I, listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants went out right. So do you, do you think the Chiefs win the game? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That. Okay. I, I don't know. So you believe in my guy, Joe Judge. All right, thank no, you. No. Oh, yeah, you not are. a believer in Patrick Mahomes anymore. Just, listen, next week they're going to beat the Giants like 41 to like three. And I'm just whatever, but. Yeah, it's probably. Fine. That'll probably be the easiest bet of all time is yeah. bet uh, Chiefs Super Bowl, Matt Mahomes MVP now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Giants for to lose sure. This game. It's going to be like an FU that. tour. I know, just yeah, exactly. Cool. It's like the Patriots in 14. Yeah. My final in pick of the week's my premium, Cowboys minus two and a half over the Vikings. Why, Peter? Would you like to take any guesses of why? Uh, Mike McCarthy. No. I'm picking McCarthy. And you know what? McCarthy's going to screw me, and I'm going to be very upset because of it. But no, Peter, the reason is because of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins in primetime, Peter, is not something uh, you would like to. Oh, yeah, I should have got. Or, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Cousins in primetime hasn't been good at all. Uh, the exact stats here. Yeah, he's eight and 16. Uh, not good at all in primetime. Um, Sunday night football has not really been his thing, nor really has Monday night football been his thing. Well, Monday night football has been worse. Monday night football, he's one and nine. Thursday night football, he's two and five. So it's like he has had more success on Sunday night football, uh, but I like the Cowboys here. All jokes aside, I think that offense is really propelling here. They're coming off a bye week. Uh, Prescott has looked awesome. He's been MVP conversation. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard running the ball really well. This Cowboys defense has played extremely well. And I'm just not a believer in Mike Zimmer's Vikings right now. I know they've had some wins over the last couple of weeks, but I like the Cowboys minus two and a half here. I think they cover, they win the game. Uh, Cowboys win this game pretty easily. I think they probably win something like 30 to 20 or something. Isn't that an FU tour on the NFL to the MLB? I mean, like, here, we're going to put the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football where you're just going to watch that into the World Series. Oh, that the World Series is on Sunday too? Yeah. I mean, Joe Buck's not doing the game, whatever game he's not doing. Yeah, Joe Buck, I don't know what the Fox game of the week is this week. I don't know because he's not doing it. Oh, well, I have a final pick. I have the Bills minus 14. That's my premium pick of the week. That is insane. Listen, the Bills versus the Dolphins. I think the spread should be 21-28. It's not even on Tua anymore, but he's not going to win that game. And it's it's, going to be a spiral out of control. I think it's going to be like the Texans game where they win like 40-0, to to be honest with you. Or Matt. Poor, and I yeah, think the honestly. Fox, yeah. I think the Fox game of the week is Bucks Saints this week. What happens is that? Does Troy Aikman do it with somebody else? Yeah, Aikman will do it with somebody else. And yeah, that's that's what it'll be. So uh if I had a sixth pick, the Bucks would be right there. I think they're uh gonna kick the crap out of the Saints. For sure. All right, Peter, anything we didn't cover? Yes, we did, Jason. We did forget something. This is Peter from the future, Peter the editor. Our survivor pick this week is the Bengals over the Jets. As we said before, if you have a quarterback named Mike White, you're not going to get it done, especially versus the Bengals' number one seed. The Bengals are going to win comfortably, and we'll ride on to week number nine of the Survivor Picks. All right, back to the end of the episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. 
Happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, everyone have a nice, safe Halloween. I'm hyped for Halloween. Peter, what are you dressing up as Halloween? Waldo. Are you really? Here's Wal- yeah. It's easy. Striped shirt, beanie, you know, just wear my glasses. It's all good. Cool, cool. You ever seen an Asian world Waldo? No? Well, no. Yeah, I, I've uh, I don't know what I'm dressing up as. We have a we have a get together on Saturday. We'll both be going to. I don't know what I'm going to dress up as. I don't know. This is the Maybe first I... time in a long time I've been hyped for Halloween. Really? Hyped? Uh, not me. Not me. I have Halloween's been uh, last couple of years. Uh, like last year, last year. Tell you what, I didn't. Last year, I think we, we did. You go to TJ's with me? Mm, no, you didn't. No. No, you no. I I I went to TJ's house and we watched college football. And that was it. It was just us two watching college football. Like, that was it. Um, yeah, I mean, Halloween to me, it's not one of my favorite holidays. It's just not. But that'll do it for another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. Next week, another big show. We'll recap uh, this week in the NFL. Uh, we'll probably, we might have a World Series winner. We might. So we can talk about that. Some more updates on some NBA and who knows, maybe some college football, NHL in the mix. Is there a UFC card coming? We haven't done UFC in a while. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a UFC card on Saturday, uh, okay. UFC 268. It's a free one, actually. Is it? Okay, well, we'll, we'll get Dylan Bobby. back on in a couple weeks to talk some UFC. There's a yeah. UFC next weekend, and there's a UFC December 10th, and there's a UFC January. December 10th was the big one. That's what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. So the, the week before, we'll have Dylan on. So UFC fans, we'll get, we got you. We'll bring Dylan back for that. But thank you all for listening. Enjoy Halloween and uh, you got any Halloween? What's your Halloween saying? Got a Halloween saying? Stay spooky. Ah.